Nice. If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at TinfoilHatCast, on Instagram at TinfoilHatPod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at TinfoilHatPod at gmail.com. Foil hat, foil hat. Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. <laughs> I missed that intro. I like it. We should play that more often. Guys, welcome to Tim Foil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. I'm with my homeboy. Ryan Davis, a.k.a. The Goblin. The Goblin, dude. When the Goblin doesn't eat, he got a saggy diaper, dog. Guys, thank you so much. We're going deep on these episodes. We got September 5th. We got the live show at the Comedy Store. Eddie Bravo, myself, we're putting together off the grid, Ryan, and we're going to be putting some special guests on that. And then we're going to have some live shows coming up. I'm working on putting together shows. All right? I'm working on it. We'll see what we can do. Uh, we're going to co- try to come to a city near you. All right? So that's it. Check out the t-shirts. The Patreon is cooking with gas. We go hard in the paint, dude. We pull no no punches when we d- drop those truth bombs on you guys. So that's kind of where we're at. So let's get into our guests. Super excited. You know it. From Just Kidding News, coming the way of Mr. George Kimmel. I got to give it up to the main man, Mr. Joe Jitsukawa. Nice. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. And yeah. thank you for helping us with your last name. I was, we get very nervous about that. Oh, man, it's all good. How, uh, yeah. how long did it take you to learn to spell your name? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, my first last name used to be Moma. What? So when my dad left, I said, fuck that guy. I'm going to take my mom's maiden name. Really? And it turned into Jitsukawa. But the funny thing is, Moma is spelled like Mama. So all throughout life, my name was Joe Mama. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Jitsuka, was there any pressure to learn jujitsu because you had that last name? I actually took a little bit of MMA, and um, I did judo when I was a kid. But um, yeah, it's funny. So the word jitsu means technique. Oh, really? But it also means truth or righteousness. So when it's written, you know, it's like it, it has the same sound, but then it's written differently. Oh, that's cool <laughs> yeah. shit, man. That's got to be crazy. I guess my name's last. I guess we all, when we're young, have crazy last names that take us a little while to learn. What's Tripoli? Is that a Tripoli is Italian a, or it sounds like a warrior like, name? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't fight anybody, dude, except for Ari Shafir, and I'll beat that ass. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's a it's an Italian name. I'm our, I'm my mother's Armenian, my father's Italian. Cool. So I go zero to felony very quickly. <laughs> right? I love. The get a little shady um real shady and uh yeah it's just interesting because when i grew up uh, uh you know out east they were all russian armenians mm. so you know and they say they they say you tend to identify closer with your mother's family it's mm-hmm. just the way nature is so uh, you know and i love my my italian side too they're all very close you know but i identified definitely a lot with the armenian side of course and uh, they were white Armenians. They looked mm. like white people. I thought I was white until mm. I got to L.A. And then I got told I'm Armenian. And I realized because, you know, out east, they're more Russian Armenian. Here, they're more Persian Armenian, which I are see. the dark features and the 
the bulls, looking like Dracula with a sweater on. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Jua. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's totally different that's Armenian. Cool. So when I got here, I didn't know Armenians like piss a lot of people off. Mm. That's how it used to be back in the day. So it is what it is. It's very interesting when you get out to this uh, this very multicultural city that we live in. But I want to congratulate you on having an amazing YouTube channel. I mean... Dude, that number is insane to me how many subscribers you have. Because I know some like big comedians that aren't even close. Like, you would be the king shit on Comedy Island <laughs> if you walked in with, as a comedian with that many subscribers. Congratulations, Thank you very man. Much. Yeah, well, we started this channel in 2012. Oh, shit. But I actually been on YouTube for like. 11 years now. We've been talking. You're like yeah. OG YouTube. Yeah, around 2007. Really? And when we first started, we started with a channel called Just Kidding Films. And we did sketches and shorts and stuff like that. It all started because I wanted to do like an In Living Color, but an Asian American style. Right. Yeah. Well, we'd be. let's be honest. Like Asians have now just kind of started getting represented in the Hollywood diversity movement. When we talk diversity in in Hollywood, it's 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 white women and black guys for the most <laughs> part. You know, you yeah. just see that, and it's like now we've seen like a couple really successful Asian comedy uh, projects yeah. that have taken off, and it's like it's it's kind of cool because you are like a a pretty large demographic. Within the in California, States. yeah, <laughs> no, not all over the place. I mean, everywhere well, you go, I mean, there's a Chinatown, right? But in in the U.S., we're only like five percent. Oh, but that, we're prominent in all the major cities. That's why. Yeah. But like, if you go to the Midwest or the little towns, you know, we just we're just like the nail shop there, or like, you know what I mean? Right. So, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you have that really weird chi- Chinese restaurant. Right. It's almost like when I grew up, and they, they probably don't know that much about being. I don't know. I grew up in upstate New York. We had one black family in my city. They were called the Handies. They were lovely. I, I my first love of black women started with Francine Handy. Um, but I remember that a lot of these kids grew up in like there were no black people, so they didn't really. Mm learn black culture until like they started watching mtv and shit yeah so like did you grow up in los angeles yeah i grew up in a city called gardena it used to be predominantly uh japanese oh really in like the 40s and stuff like that but um when i was growing up it was mainly black and hispanic interesting and then i moved to monterey park when i was like 15 which is the highest population of asian american in america really sgv san gabriel valley baby you want some good chinese food or anything go out there not chinatown Mm. let me ask you (laughs) when does this this where different Asian things start popping up because you know within the lag community and if we have any Asian listeners I'm sure I'm gonna get shish kebab for this but it's like within the Latin community like they're they're very specific about what Latin they are yeah. you know and you're like hey I'm not Mexican I'm Peruvian right. and then it gets some weird stuff within the Asian community is that there as well yeah and it goes thousands of years even beyond the Latin community because they have a common ground of you know spanish or portuguese yeah you know but we don't have that and um i think the the difference is as different as russian and british for sure or like Like, europe like right german with french french with italian and right you know all that but it's interesting because i do a lot of like uh i'm a big history buff and i love studying that stuff and i was thinking why is there so much of a separation within asians versus europeans but See, the difference is I think Europeans always intermarried to, to, to uh, have a powerful kingdom. 
like the the queen of you know the princes of yeah. France or whatever. Not inbreed, let's call they, it right. They would, Not a cousin. They would team up, right? right? They would bang your stuff. cousin. <laughs> but in Asia, that didn't happen. Everyone just stuck to their own world, and even within like thirty miles away, they would be isolated cultures. So oh, it it's would so be, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. during a gnarly acid trip, I had this like revelation that I was like, it's the year, t- whatever, 2016 or whenever it was. I was like, there are still Chinese people. Like, how have we not fucked ourselves into a whole different thing? <laughs> They've been right next to Indians and Russia the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go to I, Kazakhstan. I've been to Kazakhstan. It, you could tell they border China and Russia. They look half white, half Without Asian. a doubt, man. <laughs> it, so, without a doubt, you know. It was just the revelation of, I was like, the only way we're going to get out of racism is to fuck our way out of races. <laughs> so we need to, yeah. everyone, just whatever portal you came out of, Make sure if you're going to breed, make it something different so well, we can have some awesome... <laughs> I do you know. a charity event for the Armenian Bone Mail Registry, and within that community, uh, the reason we have such a unique bone marrow, uh, our bone marrow is so unique, is because we didn't get along with anybody around our borders in Armenia because mm. they were all uh, Islamic and we yeah. were a Christian country. So we just kept humping ourselves. Yeah. And that's why we, we really are hillbillies yeah. of like the, 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 the far European areas because we, right. didn't, we didn't mix our genes up with everybody around us. So I could see how that could happen. And then like I go to China a lot to do stand-up. I've done stand-up in Japan. I've done stand-up in uh, China. And like there's very few rules when you go to China yeah. there two of them are don't talk about the government yeah. which I can understand the big one is no Japanese jokes <laughs> because, in China? yeah because the really? Japanese came in and whooped that ass yeah. dog yeah the, and the, you think about that that's like if like we were like the United States you yeah. can't do jokes about New Hampshire yeah. because New Hampshire came and kicked the United States out yeah. like that little island beat the shit out of this giant fucking country yeah. man it's such a crazy thing. But then the hierarchy of everything. Yeah. Japan, uh, Korea, North Korea, South Korea, right. and like that whole thing. Like within your community, what's the thought of what's going on with North Korea? I don't think people pay too much mind to North Korea. I think everyone's actually just trying to fork out a living. Yeah. That's the just grinding. Asian Americans, I think that's what they're trying to focus on is just hurry up and become a part of the community you know like that's why i think there's big there's a bigger emphasis on trying to get their kids to become you know doctors lawyers engineers mm-hmm. politicians and all that stuff immigrant me- mentality right 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 and then whatever is left back at home is that's what it is you know it, well, do you know how uh, k-town uh, k-town in la is the biggest population of koreans outside i believe korea correct yeah it's pretty crazy that's, that's la every Ar- yeah. glendale armenia yep so yeah. k-town the reason it even began is because in the 60s <coughs> the only people that would sell to then immigrants that were coming from korea were the Jews. Hmm. And the Jews owned a lot of these liquor stores, right? Yeah. And so uh, they're like, we'll sell you our liquor stores. So now you go to K-Town. It's in a predominantly black neighborhood owned by m- all like the liquor stores. That's for the most how part. it happened. And that's why during the riots yeah. from 60s up to the 90s, there's 30 years of bad blood right. between the blacks and the Korean store owners. So yeah. when that shit hit the fan, they got up on the roofs. Right. And there's those stories of... Just yep. full on, like enough is enough. Like we've had thirty years of being pushed around. It's crazy. The little, 
we talk about all the time how L.A. is just 27 different neighborhoods. We're oh, yeah. so segregated. Oh, now yeah. that I came back from New York, mm-hmm. I see L.A. as the most segregated place ever. Oh, for ever. sure. Did you guys grow up in the East Coast? I grew up in upstate New York, which is a much different area than New York City. It is literally two different. I've been to Syracuse. And yeah, that's uh, where I'm from. Oh, okay, Basically, cool. uh, 30 miles outside of that. Redneck. Yeah. You know, good people, mm-hmm. but red. Like, you don't realize how redneck it is until you leave. And mm-hmm. then you go, like, because I went from upstate New York to Vegas, and it was like a culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I go back now. They still got those, like, Napoleon Dynamite sweaters on. <laughs> There's still those 80s, like, Cape yeah. plus 8 back haircuts rocking. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, when I do comedy, it's so much more conservative than I yeah. ever remember, man. So you got to adjust to the crowd. Uh, no, I'm a hammer dog. You just I do just, like, you come my way. I want to get into, uh, has, have you ever heard, now, who does most of the laundry? Uh, this comes off as sounding and completely like, now, which one of you Asians do that? No, but my real question is, like, you know, um, you talked about how liquor stores predominantly, what kind of, was there a particular Asian, Korean? Yeah, that, that's the Jewish uh, sold over yeah. to the Koreans. Okay. Is is the... Um, the the uh, lo- uh, dry cleaning is that right. particular uh, group right there. I know it sounds it was like mainly so ignorant. Chinese and um, Korean, but originally back in the gold rush days, it was Chinese. And there is a there's the whole story that those were giving to the Chinese by the government to basically make up for them building the 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 uh, the, the 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 that opportunity to do uh, that business. Yes, like oh, that was shit. like okay, you guys can have this. This was the business in which they were basically given the opportunity to do because you had all these guys building these tracks and they needed jobs, and that was what the U.S. government I had heard gave to them. Oh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, but every group though has their 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 little thing because you know a small group would. Learn a trade, like for example, Cambodians. They have all the donut shops. So right. all the Asian donut shop That's owners so are mainly true, Cambodians, mm-hmm. because during the uh, you, you know that war that happened with Pol Pot, he, he had yeah. the whole massacre and stuff. So there were a lot of Cambodians that helped out the U.S. during the Vietnam War and all that stuff. And when they came here as refugees, the guys that actually gave them a chance and 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 you know learn a trade and stuff, it was it was a donut shop guy. Damn. Yeah, and then from there, they just started sponsoring their own family members and opening up donut shops all over Southern California. Same thing happened with the Vietnamese and the nail salons. What? Yeah, there was That's like a lady so that, interesting, yeah, right? It's crazy. It is mm-hmm. interesting how everybody finds their kind of niche, man. Yeah. So I want to get into, um, and then we have some questions I know you want to bring up. And I want to look at some of your videos, too, because I see some interesting stuff, and we'll get into some. I wanted to talk to you about... Um, there's a, you know, we had kind of talked before about how even on your channel, yeah. you, hey man, 11 years in, I mean, like the yeah. comedy, I mean, for me, oh, if you listen to my old comedy <laughs> albums compared to what's going on right now, and I'm kind of transitioning that I realize I have to change it up a little bit yeah. on stage because as much as I want to rail against the system, if nobody's laughing in the crowd, right. I'm not doing my, I could be the greatest comic if nobody's laughing, then nothing matters. So political correctness right. and the Asian community. The reason I bring this up is because I somewhat got attacked on stage, uh, not on stage, but something I did on stage by an Asian woman, mm-hmm. and uh, I just out of nowhere just became like I just a horde of like Asian women attacked me. What did me. you do? Yeah, break it down. Did well, you? <laughs> I was opening for Tiffany Haddish yeah. at USC for Day One Freshman. Oh well, it's a college, of right, course. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But it was so 
I mean, it was all Asian. Right. It was uh, like they synced up or some shit. Well, we were in the UCs. I think um, we populate over forty percent of the U- UCs. That's probably why. Oh, that's so. <laughs> that's so. And that, and which is what I want to get into. Right. So I kind of got attacked by these girls for politically being politically incorrect. A friend of mine who is, um, she does stand up. She's being attacked by the Asian community because her Esther Koo is her name. Do you know Esther Koo? Oh yeah, <laughs> she's she's off though. I can't really believe anything she says. Okay, then that's fine because you. I, this is my. She's being uh, attacked by an Asian community as doing like bad Asian stereotypes right. and really like feeding into this like this perception of Asian people. And then there was you know then this woman came out and basically accused her of making it hard to be an Asian woman. Right. And and then I just got into this whole world of like Asian political correctness mm-hmm. and what is out there. And have you felt any of this? I feel like it's true all across the board, w- regardless if you're Asian or black or anybody. I think everyone, what they're doing is um, if they get butt hurt, they don't see it as a problem within themselves. They see it as whoever made them hurt. That's You're wrong for saying what you said. So I don't agree with uh, – what's her name? Uh, Esther – Cool. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, her comedy sucks, and it's not funny, and it's <laughs> okay. outdated. All right. And, um, you know, I can see how people get pissed off because it's like everybody has to evolve in comedy, right? Right. So if you're doing the same tired joke, and, I mean, nowadays you can't you can't make a, a, a black person picking cotton joke or some shit right, like that. Right, it's, right, it's, it's just outdated. You got you to gotta change it like, oh, they love Jordans or something like that, right? And that's the same thing with our community. I think there's just a lot of outdated 1980s Asian jokes that people are still doing, and it's like, grow up or yeah. change, change is it, it up. Is it, the, the thing I see is that there was, a, like, there was this push within this argument of hers is that it was her doing the jokes, but yet this group of people who was attacking her, and for some reason, I jumped in because whenever I see my friends getting attacked, I just, I just like to get in the mucks, and I just enjoy it. it gets It gets my nipples hard. And <laughs> the biggest thing I found was that they were saying that her her material was leading to uh, discrimination against Asian women. Uh, in particular, this fetishizing right. of Asian women. And any thoughts on that? Well, okay. I think my stance is I believe nothing is sacred in comedy. You can say whatever the fuck you want. It's a writer's room. I love it. For me, I like it because it's like we should test whatever idea. And it's just ideas. We, we, you know, mm-hmm. They're separate from who we are. But I can see what the community is saying. What they're saying is there's a lot of people out there that still don't know an Asian face-to-face. There's a lot of people out there, especially in the Midwest, that don't even know that we exist and we're a part of America. So if she's the only access to the information, then they're going to they're gonna think whatever she says is real. And then they're just going to have this false belief and maybe accidentally, you know, be racist, but – it's I, you know I don't think it comes from a bad place. It's just ignorance, right? It just right. perpetuates the in- ignorance, and they might not know that like oh shit, this is actually not true. That's why it's funny. They might think it's true. That's why it's funny. Okay, I got that. Yeah. Is I learned something called fetishizing. I guess <laughs> that's a new thing where like people sexualize you and you don't like and and it's not a good thing like uh i've heard that black men complain about that 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 white women has fetishized them as just these sex machines and that 
<laughs> they're complaining about that, that people want to fuck them. And I, I find that just a very, like, we're living in this world where when people don't like something, they make it into an offensive right. thing. Do you right. Know? I think it's with the rise of identity politics. Yeah. Everything is about group, group this. And for me, I'm just, it's really hard for me to get into that because I think, I think more of an individual and I can't really speak for my group. I just, I can understand what people are saying. But when, you know, this kind of speech comes up, it's like, I like ass. Yeah. I like titties. Am I a fetishizer of, no, it's just, isn't that everybody? You have a preference. Everyone has a preference, right? And, you know, if they're happy and they're, they're in love or whatever, and even if, because it's Asian, who gives a damn? Like, my girlfriend is white, but then people, I do get accused of, like, oh, you fetishize white women. And I'm like, you know what? 90-something percent of my girlfriends have not been white. Yeah. But that's not what they see. What they see is, oh, look at this guy with this white girl. You're only doing it for these reasons. Like, like I've heard the term uh, trophyism. Yeah. When a minority man gets with a white woman, they, they call that trophyism. That's so and I'm, weird. Exactly, because regardless of what girl you're with, you're going to have to still deal with the complaining. You're going to have to still deal with yeah. the problems. Yeah. Like, there's, no, there's no ultimate prize here. Like There's problems. A wise you know man I mean? once told me, uh, <laughs> different holes, same problem. Right? <laughs> right? And it's just like, the, and that wise man was me. I said that. I made that up. Um, but the, I, it's very interesting because, you know, within this argument, and I, I hate bringing it back up to the thing, but there was like this whole thing about, you know, uh, Asians are discriminated against. Asians are, this is racism. And and I find that the Asian community, I, like someone put out that the Asian community per capita makes more money than anybody else. Above right. Jews, above whites, above everybody. They're a pretty successful group. Mm-hmm. Double, Mostly two-parent homes. I, I, right. Do Asians get divorced? This sounds like the most ignorant well, podcast, I, <laughs> but it's just like ask an Asian, I feel. But I just like, Well, I come from a broken home. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad left when early. I was 14. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really hard to say because culturally even from east asians to southeast asians we're we're a lot different you know that's that's as different as like south um, south americans to europeans it's it's a totally different group with different you know cultures and different stuff like that and and so within the asian community we do have groups that are super low income like their household income is like twenty thousand thirty thousand and i i think it was the mongs yep the mongs i had a buddy who was a mong and they're mainly like northern midwest area and they you know they have it rough so um i think what people see is like okay look at these successful east asians yeah they come here with money they don't have any struggles but what about all the war refugees the vietnamese refugees the cambodian refugees like there's People that come here uneducated with problems, so they, uh, I think they, they probably uh, sympathize more with like, um, you know, uh, poor liberal inner city folks. Yeah. So, so I think within the community, it's it's divided. I mean, I think it's the same with all groups, though. Yeah, right? for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, for sure. but yeah, I think what what's hard is uh, we're not really out there speaking. Meeting people, we stay, we, we keep within ourselves. Because you guys ourselves. grind, right? You guys are right. grinders, and it's a very uh, inclusive, your, your, your community is very inclusive. Mark. And culturally, we don't like attention. Yeah. So we don't want to cause disruption because everything is about harmony, right? So most people, unless they're Asian American, they've been here for, for quite a while, like they just don't want to attract attention, negative attention. 
So because of that reason, it's hard to get to know. Like it's just this mysterious group, and it's like, what, what are they? What are you know? What are they saying? What, what do they? You know, how do they feel about being American? I think there's a lot of that, but it's gonna start coming out because you know there's more and more of us that are uh, Americanizing, and and you know there's blending. It's yeah, blend, it's all about blending right. in, dude. It's all always been about that. We're in this just unique time right now, and it's only been about the last, I'd say, fifteen years where it's all about this. We got to have our niche. This is right. our thing, you know. Like I never learned Armenian because my parents, my mother, her parents were like, "No, you got to learn English. You're right. an English person." And it's only recently, and I can get into all the social engineering of that mm-hmm. and how it's like make everybody fight with each other. It was more about, you know. Uh, back in the day, it was more about just blending in. Right. I, so- divide, I, I believe in that divide and conquer shit, man. It's real. That shit is real. Are as you a hell. conspiracy? Th- I, we'll get off like asking Asian, and I hope that wasn't. I just always found it so interesting yes. going through that whole moment with Esther Koo about like a whole world that I didn't even understand. So I'll, I'll take the beating on the comments. I'm hoping when you guys have Sam on Just Kidding News, you have a whole segment of Ask, Ask a Crazy a Person. <laughs> yeah, so you I'm can, totally uh, fine with that. And you that's know pretty funny. much everything. Yeah, no, I do believe in conspiracy. The only reason why is because I've seen shit firsthand. Oh, really? Tell so us. So back in early 2000s, I have, a, I have a relative who's a CPA and a financial advisor, right? And he had a client that created an engine that can go around 500 miles per gallon. Hmm. So this is – no one was even talking about hybrid cars and all that stuff back then, I believe, you know? But what he said is um, – so a lot of people started knocking on his door when he, when he threw the patents in. And then they were like, let me buy it, let me buy it. Car manufacturers, all these people. He's like, nope, this is going to change the world. And all I care about is making the world better, right? And then one day he got a call from his client. He goes, "We gotta quit this. I can't. I can't tell you anything. Um, I, I just can't. Sell, I can't do this. I'm selling it." And then he hung up. So he never heard from his client ever again. And I think what ended up happening is they threatened somebody him. got to him in his family. Yeah. Oh, and from that point up, I, I started waking up like, "What the heck is going on?" Wow. For sure, who dude. would prevent something so great? You know. Oil companies? Exactly. So I dug up some shit, and then I found this thing about a conspiracy that turned true. So one thing, growing up in L.A., I was like, why don't we have trains? Why is our public transportation so fucking sorry? Yeah, yeah. The car companies bought up all the railroads. Yeah. They made fake, you know, trolley companies. We used to have a lot. I heard... From old folks, like, you know, my, my grandparents and all, they would say, like, yeah, you know, we used to pay, like, uh, 10 cents or some shit and go to Santa Monica. I don't know what happened. And then you'll see all these rails. They used to be there. Right. They bought them up, and then they trashed all of it because they wanted us to all be auto buyers. Yeah. Do you know where our, our – we've talked about this before. Do you know where our mass transit is right now, LA's mass transit? Mm-mm. It's in Mexico City. Hmm. They took it all and they transported it down to Mexico City. So they're using our old trolleys yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, like we're, 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 it's taking forever to put the subway system. Yeah. When we have a subway system that is like down there that's so old school right. that they just don't want to use because there's no money in just fixing up an old one. They got to build everything new. Yeah. And now you I got, see a building right now. Yeah. Yep. And then, then you got Beverly Hills not letting them put a subway system right. through it's like i don't care how rich you are you hate traffic i know this would make traffic hate so much fucking better right. that's so interesting i'm totally with you and on with that. the smog and everything it's kind of it's just destructive man 
So I love business and I love capitalism. But when it becomes destructive, that's when I'm like, fuck this, man. What what can we do? What can we do that's that can change this shit, right? Uh yeah, I mean capitalism is out of control. We I get yelled at all the time on this show. It's like the capitalism of only the eight back to the eighties is right. not the capitalism we have right now. The capitalism we have now is unchecked greed. Yeah international corporations who just control everything there's no checks or balances Mm -hmm. and worst of all there's no accountability if you tank the economy which we've talked about a couple episodes with payan it's coming dude i mean like you cannot build a a, an economy built on paper money without any checks and balances that fiat's gonna crash (laughs) yeah that's why i'm in crypto man i'm just like watch out how long have you been in cryptocurrency? Um, last year, mm-hmm. I got into it before the spike, so okay. around uh, February. But man, I are you addicted? What, do you ever, what do you crypto look at it? are you in? Um, I'm in a little bit of Bitcoin, but uh, OMG is my thing right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know about that, but they're trying to. Um, can you, are you keeping a secret? Can we can we hear what it is? Well, no. I mean, OMG is a great project. I, I I love what they stand for. And they're trying to bank the unbank in Southeast Asia. So a lot of people have smartphones out there, but a lot of corrupt governments, banking and all that, they don't trust it. There's a lot of people living in villages. They have smartphones. They do all their transactions through there. But with OMG, they're going to try to get those guys on board. So I love projects that actually give power to the people. Wow. Yeah, Trip out. It's, it's very interesting. Do you ever get worried about what crypto represents? One world... Um, you know, he's always talking right. about when the internet goes out, what are you going to do? Right. What happens if all your money's in crypto? Not that it's all going to be no, no, a no, big no. That's chunk. A, yeah. it's, with, it's money I can lose. Right. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just hopeful, you know, because I think I'm an optimist. So when I think about it, I feel like humans always correct it. Like there could be a lot of corruption or whatever, but then it'll eventually correct. But the one world government thing is kind of scary because you can't just treat it as one thing. Yeah, well, you know, it's like who invented it? Yakamos Yakasamo or whatever his name <laughs> is. And then like where did it start? Nobody knows. Who created? Nobody knows. How does it go up and down? Just there's so much. What? Yeah. Do we know? I mean, it's just as crazy as the stock market. Right. A well, bunch of I guys mean, shaking their fists when they ring a bell and right. just yelling. I about, guess that is you know? true, but at the same time, there's also like, I guess there's a system that's been in place forever. Right. That has like a regulation company. There's somebody who regulates this. We know the the you know the good and the bad. I, crypto's just. There's so much involved that it just is so like yeah, it's dude, pretty it's just, crazy though. It is yeah. crazy, right? Well, see, I grew up in Southern California mainly with Filipinos, so my idea of what Asians are, Pacific Islanders, is they're either going to be DJs, they're going to be <laughs> break doctors, dancers. break dancers, or entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. And in your case, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering. Did you ever break dance? I a little bit, but I did more popping. <laughs> so did this guy. Uh, what you want? Yeah. So you've been now. You've had JK News for 11 years. You said on the. Uh, You've seen the internet change. Oh, uh, yeah. Or do you guys uh, censor yourself even more so now with uh, – with- I think um, – yeah, there's just certain words we stay away from because uh, mm-hmm. you can't – I mean you got to grow with the times. You know, Like if people don't 
aren't cool with us using a certain word. Like, for example, the N-word, right? Yeah. Like, in early 2000, even the 1990s, what I feel like is, since I grew up in a, in a uh, majority black community, my friends were encouraging me. They were like, you gotta, you gotta talk like this, man. Why you talk like a square or whatever? Oh, that's so, so interesting. So, I started speaking like that, and then when I moved to an all-Asian <gasps> neighborhood, they are like, why you talk so black? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I just gotta be myself. But back then, I remember white guys, Mexican guys, everyone said it as a as a term of endearment, yeah. right? But today, I think um there's a lot of uh black folks that don't like it. So to me it's like okay, well I don't have to say it if right. you, you know, if you're conflicted within a community whether it's okay or not okay or whatever, then I'm just going to stay away from it completely. So things like that, I think I stay away from certain words, but I don't try to censor my thought. I just yeah. try to be more tactful in the way that I want to say a subject yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, my whole thing, I, I mean, I got lit up on Facebook, and I'll say it again. Uh, I don't think anyone should say the N-word. I think it's an ugly word. Yeah. There's, the, the black community is not taking it back. Take, you, know, you know why there's never been a slur for white people? That is just a good slur <laughs> outside of racist. Racist is literally the only slur that get because it gets the white people. Oh. Everything else is like honky, really, whatever. Everyone's like, it's kind of cute. Nobody cares. They, they, Honky's kind of cute, right? Because they don't take it back. They, yeah. they said they don't care because that is taking it back, right? Right? It's that Jim Jeffries joke when they're yelling at him on the plane. They're like, racist. And he's like, I am, but how do you know? (laughs) Right? It's so, it's the only word that gets, they scramble when somebody says, oh, no, no, why could you say that? It it is, in a weird way, the only N-word for white people. I've been called honky, and I I, I died of laughter. And I was like, can we please bring honky (laughs) Honky? back? Yeah, it's a a cute word, man. How is that offensive? And where does it come from? Oh, it's probably horrible i don't even want just honking your horn what is it i can't imagine (laughs) it can't be good you know what was interesting is that i found out recently that back in the day irish jewish italian wasn't considered white oh no i was like what because oh yeah in la if you're jewish what i mean you know you're Mm -hmm. considered white well, just think about what that was back in the day. It's like, so now, you know, we're getting all upset. You know, we got people upset about our borders and these Latinos coming in and they're flipping out. Well, back in the day, you know, you had these, like, basically British, yeah. you know, for the most part, colonizing America. If you want to go back to the El Dorado episode, Lost Tribe shit, Lost Tribes of Israel stuff coming here. And then all these other ethnic groups that weren't like the white, white, right. you know, like yeah. what blonde hair, blue eyed look mm-hmm. that uh, traditional white is. And like, oh, yeah, it was, you know, back in the day, yeah. if you were Italian, yeah. you didn't fuck an Irish person because oh, wow. that was interracial back wow. at that day. That was an interracial thing. So wow. when you find out, you're like, we have to think sometimes about how much of trailblazers our mothers were yeah. back in the day yeah. when they were like, fuck you. I'm going to date a fucking Italian guy. And <laughs> that was my mom. She was Armenian. You didn't date outside Armenian. Wow. She's like, I'm going to date an Italian. And like that. That's crazy. It, yeah. And then you look at like girls wow. who did like interracial porn in like the 80s. Like wow. that was like some serious trailblazing <laughs> shit. They're like, fuck Damn. it. I'm banging black guys. Nobody gives a shit. And like that was that was some serious 
fucking trailblazing if you think about that. It's like me, gingers for pegging, dude. I'll be like the, you know, the Rosa Parks <laughs> of my little weird. They so, got a little weird. So is that thought kind of the same till this day or or No, now no, I no. think if you're yeah. an, you're a Irish, if you're Irish, you date an Italian, if you're German, you could date right. a Jew. And there's like l- jokes there. I think the Italian Irish thing is kind of done, you well, know. You know uh, so on St. Patrick's Day, you got to have your corned beef and cabbage. Mm-hmm. They don't eat that in Ireland. So, oh, that's an American thing. Yep. So huh. the Irish, uh, they were only able to like afford like real cheap food, and yeah. the Jews owned the delis, and the cheapest mm. food there was corned beef. So this all comes from the Jews selling to the Irish. It's a New York-based thing. That's pretty cool. Well, within the Asian community, yeah. is there still like, hey, I'm going di- to date this Thai chick? You're like, you're uh, Korean, dog. <laughs> we don't date them yeah, Thais. Yeah, I think we might be in that stage right now. Still? Right, right. Or well, it's like now it's starting to open well, up. Well, because we're a lot of, I think there's still a lot of new immigrants coming in. But a good example of what it can be is Hawaii, because Asians been in there since the 1800s, right? So there's a lot of mixed people. And you got to bang that Thai ass. They got the fat ass, right? <laughs> Thai's got the ghetto. Fat Thai, Thai girls? Uh, no, Koreans have thick Kore- thighs. Yeah, so who's got yeah. the but fattest ass of I the would Asians? Say oh, we can break Filipino girls mm. are probably mm, Southeast Asian girls. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I just go yeah, by yeah. Tara Patrick, who's Thai, and I've seen like. Oh, she's Thai. Yeah, she's the leader. I thought of the she was Thai. Filipino this whole time. No, she's Thai. I've, I'm friends with her. She lives in Euro- Europe now, but oh shit, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah dude. See, we can't tell each other apart. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, Bobby Lee is doing a little service for you people. He's a uh, you know he's married and now with a Kalila, who's a Filipino, a fellow Mud River person, as he mud calls her, River. the Jungle Asian. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he calls her. So he's doing his part. He's breeding in keeping it going yeah i think uh yeah i always say i'm gonna if i do marry my girlfriend i'm gonna raise little oppressors because she's she's uh white and i'm japanese so we're the <laughs> now let's face it japanese are pretty high on the fucking list right they're like on the on the ladder japanese are pretty high yeah i mean the way it happened though is because they were the first to industrialize out of all the asians they, and yeah and they, they're an island, so they were protected from colonization. Right. And all that stuff. And they were samurais, too. <laughs> well, that's funny because, you know, people think this mystical sam- They were like assholes. Yeah. They were just mercenaries, man. They would just go in there and light shit up. Yeah. Japanese don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> what are some of the videos you guys have talked about that maybe are in... So- what, what, like, what, is the, what does your channel talk about? Now, it's not... Is so it news? The way the- it works is... Uh, I mean, you can see a recent Featuring one or Theo Vaughn? Come on. Oh, yeah. Dog. we got Is Theo your friend? Oh, I love him. Oh, the, man. We're going to actually have him again this week. Oh, he's, he's awesome, great. man. Yeah, People he's a wonderful. Love him. He's a wonderful. I think we were his first, like, Asian friends, too. He was like, he told us he's <laughs> never been around. Hey, man, I've never had an Asian friend before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has a story about driving across, like, couple state lines. Don't, with, I, I, we play videos and we get in trouble. We're not. Uh, we're oh, not. really? Yeah, I mean, because they flag you on shit. Oh, you know what? If you guys get flagged for our stuff, it's not us doing it it's just the auto no, thing that course, happens on you so that's yeah. why i kind of like kind of just hold off on because we just yeah. got monetized yeah so it's like a big day in christmas but then they're looking for any kind of reason to unmonetize yeah us. yeah they'll fuck with you well but, um the way that you know the way that the channel works for us is we have one reporter she mm-hmm. she memorizes all the news of the day and then she just kind of says all right so this happened and then the rest of us just freestyle comment how many how many asians are on the show is it like <laughs> is it like am i watching right, a pacquiao have, fight where we, there's like 30 people living in the house though we have like three or four asians we have a guest 
who's, you know, I don't know, sometimes mm-hmm. white, sometimes whatever. And then we have two Hispanic. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's L.A., it's a nice maybe. Plan. Yeah, that is the demographic of L.A., right? Yeah, <laughs> no wrong with that. Yeah. When did you see the big jump? Uh, you mean like... Um, when did you go yeah. from, okay, I'm just doing this Getting, kind of thing, and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, whoa, we got Critical this many mass. subscribers. Um, we, we never really blew up like that. Yeah, it, it was, was just, just always small. It was always, yeah, we, we slowly grew. And I think when we all quit our jobs and hit this 100%, oh, that's yeah. when it really blew up. That was like in 2010 or 11. And you've seen yeah. this like explosion. Man, YouTube made a lot of different, it had a lot of different eras in this short period of time. Yeah, it went what from you cat say? videos to like now this fucking drama and garbage. Like it's different now. Oh, you mean drama and go- almost like uh, these YouTube stars who are yeah. kind of like Jersey Shore shit? Yeah, I mean they 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 construct a lot of fraud, like fake shit for entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be a place of like, oh, this is raw, real shit, and then they started faking pranks and like doing all kinds of you know shit to just just get clicks. What is your thoughts on YouTube censorship? Um, so I get the business aspect of it because, uh, you know, I don't know if you heard of the adpocalypse. No. Okay, so a couple years ago, um, you know, big brands didn't like it that uh, their ads would run on like an ISIS behavior. Yeah, 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 whatever, yeah, 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 right? yeah. All these things would pop up and they can't control it. I mean, I think YouTube uploads. 40,000 hours worth of video per day or some outrageous amount. How do amount. they afford to bandwidth? It's the, the, it's CIA? the Google on, conspiracy, dog. man. Yeah, I don't know. So afford? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea how that works. But um, what ended up happening was all these big brands started pulling out. I don't know what the reasons were behind it. There's probably some top-level shit going on. But that started hurting, like, the regular guys, you know? And from that point on, it got really fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of been weird. We get shadow banned a lot. Mm-hmm. People say they can't. They get unsu- I watch it unsubscribed. Like yep. we'll be like we'll we'll be let's say seven hundred. We're like got twenty thousand, but let's say we get up to like twenty one thousand seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, and then I'll refresh it and it will drop right down to seven hundred. So it's it, correcting. So what yeah. does that correcting mean? Um, I, I have no idea. But right now, what they're what they're doing is if your video doesn't get much traction within the first hour, it kind of sits there stagnant. They don't give it that much. Uh, God yeah. damn. So, so you got to be super active, man. Like back in the day, you know, if I had a bunch of subscribers, see that number up there, 1.7 million subscribers, right? That's a lot. Right. But our videos get about 200,000 views. So that the, the math just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. We used to get like half a million. But what happened was if people aren't clicking every single day, you don't pop up because, you know, they're trying. It, These it's, assholes. It's, it's, fu- it's fucked up, man. And then Twitter gets rid of all of our porn bots. Why did you get rid of <laughs> porn bots? All they want to do is send hot pic, naked pics and have nasty sex. What's wrong with them? I like it when they like my comments. Oh, shit, yeah. I always thought a hot girl was liking my shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, porn bot. Bad porn bot. Now, I saw you had a video up. Uh, 
It was uh, the shootings yeah. in Vegas. Our last episode, we kind of went into all that stuff. And uh, what's your take on that? Because we, we have a guy who's our sound engineer. He believes everything that happened went down the way that creepy FBI guy made the sheriff right. say it went down. So he believes that. And he loves stuffed crust pizza and baseball <laughs> and just making I didn't love. I stuffed crust pizza still existed. Yeah, and he loves making love to his wife eyeball to eyeball. So that's who we're dealing oh, wow. with. What is your thoughts on that? All right, so uh, I don't believe anything the media tells us. Yeah. Because it's always – there's an agenda regardless if it's to push more sales or stocks or something, right? Because it's not really for us. It's, right. it's for money movement. Right. So there's a few things that I have my own theories on. One is um, every time there is a mass shooting, every time the gun sales go fucking crazy like yeah. i have a oh, yeah. few buddies who manage uh gun stores and they they call me up you better get it right now or else it's gone i'll go to their store boom everything is gone every single shooting so it could be that people are in cahoots to create this so you know the manufacturers could make a ton of money and how i came to this conclusion is because there's proof that this has happened in politics before recently there's a senator by the name of leland chen i believe he and this guy named Shrimp Boy, there was a documentary on him <laughs> on uh, so Gangland. So the senator has a friend named Shrimp Boy? Shrimp Boy is a notorious triad member in San Francisco Chinatown. There was a documentary. And they were, they were working together to run guns. Leland Chen is a Democrat who puts a fuck ton of laws on anti-gun stuff. So he could raise up the price of guns. So since Holy that happens on a man. local level... It happens on a local level. What makes you think they won't do this on a fucking national level? That's unbelievable. Right? That's one of the things I have. The other one is on the night there was a Saudi prince that was on the top yeah. floor of the uh, of the Mandalay Bay, um, and during that time there was a there was a coup, coup d'état happening within the Saudi Arabian government, and I think Saudi they, purge. They wanted to grab this guy up, so they were creating some type of shit to go down and um there is a helicopter that left during the same time yes so there's two things that make me go hmm what's really going down you know yes man we talked about in the last episode there's so much stuff fbi basically this fucking intelligence agent company that works with intelligence agency owned the same plane that stephen paddock did uh more people in the room than they announced uh the police just standing around while the shots are being fired uh i mean there's so much multiple witnesses see multiple shootings there's no motive you know there's no motive people can't find out why what was your take on it? Uh, I, I think he was a gun runner. I think they set him up for a gun run, and uh, they set him up, and they, they made him a patsy. Mm. That uh, It's basically, uh, uh, you ever see of God of War with Nicolas Cage? It's yes. an old movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, love that And movie. how they arrest him, yep. and he goes, do you know what's going to happen here? Mm -hmm. They're going to walk in, and they're going to release me because I do the job that they can't do. So this guy sells guns to people yeah. that the government can't do or else people right. would go nuts, you know? Yeah. So that's his job. And I think that he was uh, getting crazy, starting to sue all these fucking casinos. And it's like, you don't do that when you have that fucking job. Damn. 
That's crazy. You when know? you think about the idea that it was a blood sacrifice by the elite in front of a pyramid, a black pyramid. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about oh, that. What's, oh, you mean the Luxor? Yeah. So it was like a satanic ritual or something like that? So in Freemasonry, not that all Freemasons are evil, yeah. one of the things they do is they remove, uh, a one, they remove their shoes, or one shoe to be exact, hmm. in a ceremony. And a lot of these people... So you just walk around with one shoe around? <laughs> it's a, the idea that you're standing on holy ground. You remove your shoes to stand on holy ground. Hmm. A lot of these people that um, victims, they're found without their shoes on. And this is like shown in the media. These are This is ways for mm. them to sh- leave a Like calling, symbolism, like, hey, we card. did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Damn. I mean, you see no shoes, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much stuff going on in Vegas that's yeah. just... Fucking crazy, dude. We've, uh, we've uh, got a really special guy coming in. I'm not going to say his name, but he is the end-all, end-all of false flags. So stay tuned. When we do get this guy on, you're going to know. He, about he has some real insider shit. He has been on the false flag search Man, since. Man, that's crazy. Very long it is time crazy, ago. right? Yeah. Is it is? It's cra- not hard to believe, though. So that's the thing. Like when I bring up this kind of shit on my channel, right? Like we're we're more goofy. We mm-hmm. don't get too deep. But yeah. a lot of people look at me like that. No way, that can't happen. They I'm like, what are scared. you talking about? If if this that shit can happen on a small scale and it's proven to happen, what makes you think on a bigger scale it can't? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. I sit there and I tell you that it, it's like they've <laughs> been doing this shit forever. I mean, there's some conspiracy. We call it black belt shit. Maybe triple black belt shit. They can't get into, but just basically setting up stuff to get people angry. So we react. You know, that whole thing yeah. is probably going to be so they can put body scanners and all that. Because these people at the highest level, these billionaires, right. look at us like cattle. We're just pawns. We're, we're just yeah. zeros and ones. Resource. And that's what I hate about what's going on right now because people are so outraged but they don't know they're feeding into the game yeah and that's the biggest thing i want to go out there and like push is that divide and conquer is fucking real i mentioned it earlier yeah but i saw it recently when um i went to go visit my my girlfriend's family out in texas right like super nice sweet on the right side whatever but the way that i'm programmed here in southern california the liberal type of uh, education, all mm-hmm. from elementary school till college. I'm programmed to resent and hate Republicans and white people. Yeah, which is this, which is crazy because right. people here don't see it. Yeah, they don't, they don't see that we're automatically trained to look at a white person and say he's evil colonist. He's gonna, he's gonna do something mean to me. He's, I can't trust him. Right. Right. And then people over there are programmed to think, look at these minorities yeah. taking up our space, yeah. doing all this shit. Right. The funny thing was when I opened up my phone, everything was right-wing media. Everything in in Texas. so interesting. And yeah, and then we did a road trip back, New Mexico, Arizona, everything. I was like, hey – this is crazy. I don't even click this stuff. How does how does this open up? Like that's so interesting. When I got back in California, boom, it goes the other way. Everything is the left wing echo chamber for sure, dude. That goes back to uh, Bill Clinton deregulating the media in the nineties, where it used to be like Reagan started, where you used to have you had to have the opposition on your news channel. So when you gave something, you give the opposite side's argument. Well, Reagan got rid of that. Mm. So now you didn't need that. And then 
Kling comes in, deregulates media. So now you have Fox News telling that side what they yeah. want to hear, MSNBC telling them what they want to hear. And what people don't realize, there's a lot of um, astroturfing going on, mm-hmm. okay? And astroturfing is when you basically, uh, you make some seem like it's a grassroots movement, yeah. and it's not. Yeah. And it's it's artificially made. Yeah. And let's take the whole thing white privilege, yeah. right? Let's take what white privilege is, okay? Yeah. When you see I saw this video of these two white trash women look yeah. like sisters yeah. yelling at this Mexican family. Yeah. And the guy who tweeted like, This is what white privilege <laughs> is. Yeah. And I know these I I don't know them personally, right. but I grew up around that. Right. And I will tell you that there's nothing privilege about those right. two white women. Right. They are most likely born into a world of shit. Yeah. Ignorant as fuck, no untaught life skills, and they're only acting like this because they don't see hope in their and Hope in their life. Right. I'm not saying they're good people. We should forgive them. No, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think when people make that white privilege argument about them is specifically how they were so confident in the cop taking their side and knowing that telling on the minority is going to get them in trouble. But what I don't agree with the idea of white privilege is that all white people are privileged, which is totally not the case. There's so many generationally poor and and the the highest people on welfare are actually white people for sure right? mm-hmm. and then the biggest population of people that are you know going to jail and all that is is white so how is that how is that privilege in any way what they're saying is uh look at these small few people that just so happen to be white that seem like they have all the power it's a scapegoat well i mean we look at i would tell you it's probably way more than a small group i would tell you that what we see in LA, which is, um, you know, uh, which is, um, rich, white, uh, you know, these giant things. Right. Come with me to upstate New York, dude. Right. I mean, like, my mom's the teacher there. She used to teach. She would just see, like, kids coming. Like, if I tell you, we're in a city where kids go, where they're, they're not washed, have dirty clothes, yeah. have no food, parents dropped up on drugs. Where am I talking about? Gary, Indiana? No, I'm talking about fucking Homer, New York, Cortland, New York, yeah. where it's like these kids, white trash kids, ho- parents hooked on drugs and all that stuff. And it is, it is, we are more alike than we are, we are different, okay? Right. Cultural I appropriation agree. is I a agree. great example yep. of a manufactured thing right. that w- is made to get people to get mad. Hey, you're driving. Like my people did. It's right. like, dude, this is a melting pot. You do not want people pulling their shit out and everybody just using it. It's the beauty of everything, right. man. Of all of us together. Hi. Okay, we're getting out. We gotta get going. God dang it! I Real enjoyed. Quick, this. Can I make a make? Yes. Can I make a comment about the cultural appropriation? Yes. Thing? So, um, I th- I think the 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 main point and the main logical argument that people are trying to make about that mm-hmm. is just we want to be in control of our narrative. And since, you know, we are such a small minority group, we can't, we don't own Hollywood. We can't tell our own stories. We have Van Damme doing, you know, things that are like... I would agree with that. Right? So all we want to do is tell our own story. Where it gets fucked up is when we have these SJWs that go, look at this white girl wearing a prom dress. Fuck her. Those, that's my culture. No, that is not the real case there. That's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just the white girl that enjoys a Chinese dress. Who the fuck cares? Right? But I think the bigger picture and all that stuff gets drowned out because of, that, of ex- the crazy. Because of the crazy people. Yeah. 
Well, man, you, my friend, are excellent. I'm very upset that we haven't, we won't be able to talk. We have another show coming in. I would like you to come back sometime. Oh, I would love it, dude. I love talking about this stuff, bro. And we won't do Ask an Asian for the first <laughs> no, no, I just no. wanted to get into this the political great. correctness of yes. it. So I hope you don't, and the listeners don't take offense to that. Because, you know, I just want to see that whole, the, how the culture. So I appreciate you coming on. If you can just push all your stuff real quick to our crowd, and then we could... Uh, we could go up from there. Yeah, so you could check out uh, our talk show, Just Kidding News. Go ahead and type that in for YouTube or my personal channel, Joe Jitsukawa. J-O-E-J-I-T-S-U-K-A-W-A. You are a wonderful person, man. Thank I you, Sam. I thoroughly enjoyed this Thank conversation, you, and I hope we can do it again very soon in, in the near future. Any final thoughts, Ryan? Nah, man. It's been a pleasure. No. I can't wait to he- see you on Just Kidding News. Yes. We got to have you on, brother. For sure. It'd be All great. Right. You guys are the best. We see you guys soon. Take care, and I will see you when we see you. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh.